You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Did you say I'm in pain? I'm yeah. in pain because I'm here with you. No, you're not. You no, shoulder, you're an idiot. You Don, should. Where's the sling? I t- this, uh, Don, we have got far bigger fish no, to fry. A, we a, just listen you're a clown. To, we've got far bigger fish to fry. Uh, in somewhat of a coup, a coup, Don. Yeah, it we is. We've got, and uh, you, you will think, he will think, before I introduce him, that we've got him in here because suddenly Carlton are playing in the finals, but I've been trying to get this man on, to speak to him on our podcast for a long time. Why and wouldn't he come on? Can I ask him that? Get back from the microphone, Well, you please. tell me to speak into the microphone. Oh, not You're with your mouth over freak. the top of it. Oh. Just, no, mate, please. Just, we've got a guest. Oh, Who's this? Just a minute. So, so, why has he come on now? Well, maybe you can ask him. He I doesn't... I, I don't remember anyone ever interviewing this man That's ever. That's exactly why we Right, I'm well, he might explain why okay. he's on, I don't know, but it is somewhat of a coup because he is, let me tell you who he is, he has played 300 and, well, 331 games, but apparently it's only, uh, it's 328, but if you'll remember, when you played for Victoria, they counted those games on as though you had played for your side. Well, well, I'm accredited with playing 303 games for Geelong, but I played only 300 because the three I missed was when I played for Victoria, right? So he is accredited with playing 328 games for the Carlton Football Club. He kicked 307 goals. I'm not going to go through the list of achievements. He is the first Carlton player ever to have played 300 games. He's coached them. He's won more trophies. He is the number one Carlton player of all time on their registry. He is considered the champion and the brother, player. And the brother of Don. Don, I'm introducing who he is. Don't worry about who his brother is at this stage. You can ask him about his brother. And he was an inaugural member of the Legends status from the Hall of Fame, from the AFL. He, well, I think that was in, that was in 1996 when it was first started. He was an inaugural member and he is the great John Nichols. John, thank you very much for coming in to speak to us on You Cannot Be Serious. It's a, a, a great honour and privilege. I know we've played against you, Don and I, and Ivan has never played against anyone. But he's just sitting here listening. We've played against you, but uh, we uh, revere you and uh, uh, the Carlton and the football community throughout Australia revere you. So thank you for coming in. And speak into the microphone, please. We'd hate to miss what you say. Thank you, Sam or John, whatever your name is. <laughs> and Scotty, <laughs> answer the first question, this is Scotty. Not like you, you don't smile, Scotty, you? and you don't do comedy, Scotty. And you want to know the question why I didn't come on? It was probably because of you. <laughs> now listen, if it wasn't for when your brother, no, listen, you, if listen. it wasn't for your brother, you wouldn't be sitting here. Is that right? No, no, I was probably. Uh, a young fat kid in the country, and my, my brother Don was a, a prodigy. At, uh, at 15, he won the 
best and fairest in the Maribor competition at 16. He won the Courier Trophy in the whole Ballarat League at 16. Um, and he probably played 72 games with Carlton. Would have, could have played a lot more if there were better uh, f- medical facilities and things. He had a bad ankle and never got fixed properly. And in those days, of course, there was no money in it. Play for six pounds or six dollars, uh, six what it was. Is, is your days. brother still alive? Yes, he's oh, good. Well, in that case, Don John, we can speak to your brother sometime. Don, let's not worry about his brother. We're speaking to John about his career. But, but they went up to recruit your brother, didn't they? And the, and the add-on was you. So if your brother wasn't a good footballer, you may never have played football. Do you think? Well, I don't know. You know what you, what you, what you're smoking nowadays, Scotty? But this is fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy. Well it's that stuff you gave been, me. There's been a lot of folklore about my brother and myself, but uh, most of it's bullshit. So, John, uh, it says here, I'm just reading out of the compendium of uh, your um, uh, your CV, it says, you compensated, uh, John Nichols compensated for the lack of height with his intelligence and imposing physical presence. I think that would be fair to say because by today's standards, Don and I and you uh, are shorter ruckman, but uh, your imposing physical presence and your intelligence saw you through. Well, what you read out would be right because I wrote that, so that would be right, be correct, <coughs> And as far as, well, I was lucky in your, one of your mentors, the great uh, Graham Pauly Farmer and I had battles for ages and Man. You, 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 there were a lot of very great photos that uh, used to appear in the Herald Sun that Bob Buchanan and various, and we could jump, both could jump. Yep. Um, I, I had to learn how to jump off three steps because otherwise... Um, People, uh, Len Thompson and some of these six six players started coming along. But, uh, but, but Scotty, I remember you, you were completely different to Sam. I don't know whether I played against you, but uh, I meant Don Scott and Crackers Keenan and those blokes. I meant I remember you sort of be standing in a straight line, having a long run, and you frothing at the mouth when you want to jump through this bloke at the centre bounce and thing. I meant. Blokes like you and Crackers would say to me, why don't you jump at me straight on like a man? Face me, they'd say. Face, face me. me. Face me. You're a squib, you're a coward, face me. Yeah, that's right, he used to do that to me and I'd say, well, I'm pretty good at doing and it And you know way, who thanks. was telling me to say that? The coach, John Kennedy. Yes, but uh, I played my first game against Kanga and, uh, you know, it's, it's, what a great man he was. I meant... Uh, uh, East, Easter, Easter Monday, 1957, played Hawthorne up at Carlton, Ken Hands and Kanga. Uh, he, he, he could run a long distance, slowly. He couldn't kick, he couldn't mark, but he used to bluff one of our good players in those days, Graham Donaldson. Uh, six foot five, could run, do everything yep. left and right foot, but every time he played Hawthorne, Kanga would Kanga would worry him out of it, and he used to, he, he used to be a bundle of nerves playing on Kanga because he he would he would mentally out it kill him mentally. So tell, telling me to run at me like a man was I never did, never had a chance to do it to you, but with Crackers Keenan and those. Now listen, tell now me now. Hang on, now, you, hang on. Just this a is minute. A fa- he's telling you a story. Uh, he's about to tell oh. you how he handled cr- crackers, like he handled Len Thompson. I've got a feeling. 
Did you ever play against um, that big uh, bloke from North Melbourne, Bob Pascoe? Yeah, he kicked me. Yeah, well, I, when I was on the ground. Well, no, well, that's, you, you, you always tend to exaggerate things. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I can imagine him walking over you, but uh, uh, just going back to centre bounces we're talking about, which is the art of ruck work, really. Exactly. But with Bob Pascoe, he, he used to love running straight at you, centre bounces, but he'd run and jumping straight at you with his knees up and trying to damage you. So did Russell Crowe. Oh, yes, but I mean, listen, when I, when I started in 1957, I, I started playing against blokes like Butch Gale and those. And centre bounces and, um, and boundary throw-ins, I couldn't work out a centre at boundary throw-ins in particular. Like you go up and all of a sudden I've got a broken nose and I'm bleeding and things. And it took me 12 months to learn about what to do and what not to do. And where possible for the next 17 years, I... What I learned, I passed on. Exactly. Now, can I ask Gave you... Gave receipts. Exactly. Now, I was only a kid. Can you explain a few... Uh, there's a couple of stories I want to ask you. Incidents. No, not, Incidents. Not, not the one about Len Thompson. No, that's the second one. The you, first you, you, one... You, you, no, you, the first one's about Ken Boyd. Now, I was only a kid. Now, what was the story about Boyd? He came out in the paper a few weeks after playing against Carlton and then they reported him on the strength of... What, kicking or hitting you or something? You asked me a question, you're going to tell the story? Do you no. want to answer the question? You tell me now. Go. Well, quite simply, Ken Boyd, he's fit and well today and he's a lovely bloke. Port Melbourne boy, grew up on the streets. But he was an enigma as a, as a footballer because he was a very skilled six-foot-one ruck rover in those days. And as you know, in those days with a ruckman and a ruck rover and a rover, the old-fashioned way, but Bordy, Bordy was a ruck rover and never never went for a centre bounce hit out or a boundary throw in. He, he never jumped. And we, in those days, Carlton normally could beat South Melbourne playing at uh, Princess Park. But let's, let's go back early that year. We played South Melbourne down at Lakeside Oval. And, and Bordy had that white line of fever sometimes. He'd be as good as goal and cool. Next minute, his eyes would swing. Would twirl and you think he's going to go off. That day he got reported for hitting a little rover of ours, John Heathcote. Got he got reported and later in the game, the same thing again. He went off and a boundary throw and he, he 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 whacked me. Got reported twice. Got eight weeks at the tribunal. Three weeks later, two weeks later, we come back and played South Melbourne up at Carlton. Um, every time I played against Bordy, you were nervous because you didn't know what he was going to do. Fed Ingham didn't know what he was going to do. And probably in the second quarter, we were about four or five goals up and playing well. And I don't know for what reason, but we go to Carlton, kick a goal, we go back to the centre bounce. And looking across the circle at me was Bordy, looking at me mad eyes, and I thought he's going to do something to me this time. Well, growing up in such a tough area as a young kid, you learnt how to protect yourself. And we were talking about Ruckman, who knew about the good and the bad and how to protect yourself. So I thought, he's, he's got me lined up. So as, as you do in those days, you would jump, lift your legs, got to head out, Gallagher, kick another goal. Gallagher? Adrian Gallagher, yep, yep, yep. Two or three minutes later, another centre bounce, 
I thought he's got worse, he's going to, you know, he never jumped at a centre bounce ever. So this particular day, he went for one centre bounce hit out. I, I won. And the next one, a few minutes later, he's going to do it again. So I thought, well, just jumped. Now, I didn't do anything but protect myself. And then the ball's gone up to our forward line. I think I'm, I'm playing on the half forward line, a kick behind or something. Next minute I hear thump, 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 and wacky's king hit me from behind. Now, in those days, he wasn't reported for it. One umpire, of course. No television? Well, one umpire. No, well, there was probably television. Yeah, but well, no cameras. In, in, those, in those after-match drinks, which we all used to love talking to our mates and, and, and opposition to it, a, a, a journalist by the name of Jack Dunn mm. said to Boyd after, in the, in the after-match, why did you hit Nichols? And he said he kicked me in the balls. Um, and that was that. But then next day, in the newspaper, not weeks later, one on the Monday, the league decided to have an investigation into it. He gets charged and got 12 weeks. So that year, Booty got eight weeks the first time and 12 the second. He never played. No, he went to Wangaratta right. after that. Yeah. He, I, I see him odd times. Years later, I bought life insurance off him with good mates. But he was just a Jekyll and Hyde. Um, John, Don? can I ask you about another incident? Oh, well, and all you right, brought Don. it up no, earlier. No, ahead. these things fascinate well, do you me. Think I'm not going to ask him about some incidents. <coughs> Len, now listen, Len Thompson. I'll, I'll be quick on this, Scotty, because going back about four or five years ago now, now it might be seven or eight years ago, about eleven o'clock at night, my phone rang. I don't know what you've been doing, but you know you woke me up. Who me? You rang me at home. You're on, you're on that stuff. You rang me at home. No, you're on the dope. Scotty. You rang me at home. You said, "Nick, tell me about Len Thomas." This is eleven o'clock at night, so <laughs> it must have been on your mind. You woke me up. I explained to you at the time. No, I'm not going to explain to you again. Right, John, explain it to me, please, because uh, Len was a great friend of all of ours, and uh, the late Len Thompson, a great man, yeah, and he was a good player, a great player, Brownlow medalist, and um, uh, you did, you saw him off. Uh, well, you saw him off with a little, uh, was it a little jolt to the to the temple? What did you do? You? Set him up in front. <laughs> well, well, you, well you, you understood those things because I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about. One day you break my nose twice. No, that's, I did that's not. Secondly, no, but, but look with Tomo. Tomo was a great friend of everyone. Yep. He would come into dances at Carlton, he was great mates with Adrian Gallagher. And, yep. And he was on the way up and he was started training with uh, out of Caulfield with John Tolman and, you know, he was getting <laughs> the great John Tolman, what a man. Um, but Tomo was, was on coming up, didn't know the first thing about ruck work. And I think uh, as the game went on, first quarter, second quarter, he was... Uh, First quarter it was. Well, the first quarter he was he was he was booting me and sending bounces. He'd say, "Oh, come on, give it away, old man. You're too old, you know. Come on, give it give it away, give it away." So I thought, well, it's about time I taught this kid a lesson. <laughs> and how did you do that? Had the boundary throw in? What did you do? Go well, on. I thought, well, just to, to prove that I'm. <laughs> Go I, on. No, careful about these things. I did it in front of the press box, in front of all the cameras. 
<laughs> you get it over in that pocket over on the other side of Princess Park. You weren't there. You don't I know. saw it. I was you. You know where the old press box was on oh, the I know it was on the other and side. That was right in front you're of that gate right. there. So you thought so, I'll so teach I, the spoilers. <laughs> no, Go on. I, no, I didn't. You didn't Tom, I was a bit naive. He should never have got on the stretcher. He could have walked off, but it was, it was a young <laughs> kid didn't know. First, first time it happened to him, so he thought he'd better go off on the stretcher. So, no, John, that's... that's what did you do? Put yes. him in front and come from no, behind with a roundhouse, did you? No, he would have been I never did that. Oh! Would have been a subtle elbow. Listen, what was it? I, got I've got... <laughs> in... Limbering <laughs> I'm, up. I'm battling with health at the moment. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, he is too. I know this. But I'm, I'm seriously battling with health in a big way, but I've discovered that with my... Um, body and my arms. If you think about it, let's say I played round figures four hundred games roughly. Yeah. Three hundred and twenty, and played thirty-one games for Victoria, plus and so on. My left arm, I can hardly lift above my head. And I, I didn't really think about it until the last few weeks when I've had getting treatment and things. My right arm's okay, but. Uh, so this is how you knock Thompson out because you couldn't lift your arm. No, no, no. <laughs> but to ask Scotty, if if you had, you, you never learned how to do it, Scotty. But Sam did because he used to do it to me because he learned from Polly, and then we, Simon Madden, the greatest ruckman in the last thirty years, yep. learned from us, and, and then got better at it because he was taller and quicker yep. and could jump higher than us. But the whole thing was, you get. For Ruckman to do what we used to do, you really had to get level or in, in front. And I was left-handed, so I'd get on the left-hand side of them and you hit them with your right hand. And so you put that right that right hand to go on the shoulder to keep no, the No, no. It did. Not, you did that all the time. Never. You never, infringed. No. No, no. Now, no, that's... You're quite right. No, 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 Scotty... You've had enough time now. I talk to Sam from it. Do you mind? <laughs> so you'd so you'd keep people on your right hand side. You keep them away with your right hand. You hit the ball with your left hand. Yes. A la farmer. Yes. And and, and now, now, John, you you too, farmer, and you were responsible. I don't know of any other players. Probably later in life there were, but you were responsible. You two for dragging the majority of the crowd to games because they wanted to see the clash of the titans. Yeah. And uh, up, up you up must up. have had great respect for him as he did for you, and uh, I know that because he was a great friend of mine, Polly. Uh, 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 did you uh, warm uh, to him? Did you have any conversations with him? Or did you ever discuss it, or were you fairly remote from one another? I regard us as, as being very good friends, but you know Polly well. He had no sense of humour. He didn't smoke, he didn't drink, liked to gamble too, but he, he had no sense of humour. To him, it was, you know, when he came. It was all business. When when Bob Davis, Bobby Davis brought him over, yep. they everyone complained about the money he got to come over. Mm. With Geelong got it back in the first year with gate receipts and things, the training. Mm. And if Carlton played Geelong up at Princess Park, we could pull another ten thousand people in. Yeah, I know that for, he got two thousand pounds. To come across uh, from Perth in 62. 62? That's a lot of money. £2,000 was an extraordinary amount of money. But, but yeah. the, 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 there was one fallacy with Polly and I. 
when when he did his knee at Carlton, yep, everyone thought he was playing against me, but I was injured. I was in the sand. Yep, he did it jumping into Murray Sankey in the goal square. Yep, um, late Murray Sankey got killed in a car accident twelve months later, but uh, in, in front of the Hootley stand at uh, at Carlton, a throw in the goal square. He jumped early as he did and put his yep. his knee in your guts. Yep. He did it to Murray Sankey and landed and did his knee. And I was watch, injured from watching it. John, that was the day in Murray Sankey knocked me out uh, in that exact game. Well, I've got no sympathy for you, sorry. He, he, he knocked me out because I ran across his path at the centre bounce because mm-hmm. uh, that gave Farmer a chance uh, and he said, don't do that again. And I did it for the second time after we'd kicked the first goal. And uh, he just knocked me out, and uh, I, that I played half a game of football, half of half a quarter. Well, you want what do you want? Sympathy? No, I don't. I'm just telling you. That's the. And we talk about getting CTE and getting knocked yeah, about. Yeah. Um, See, I've watched a lot of YouTube film, uh, YouTube, which goes back. I like the old vintage stuff. Now we're talking about you handing it out, but shit, you copped a bit of it too, didn't you? Oh, when I was a young kid, you know, even in your later life, later you copped a, you copped your share. No, probably not a lot. But I mean, I, my first twelve months as a seventeen-year-old kid from the country, playing against the like the Butch Gales and these guys, Roy Wright and you know those great names. Um, it, it was tough on the, with one umpire in those days. I, my, my mentor was Ken Hands. Well, he was tough, and he was wasn't the he? toughest, uh, smartest bloke I know. Um, and I used to couldn't I couldn't work out why he was about six foot two, and he, he'd play against the bloke from uh, Essendon, uh, Jeff Leake. McClure, no, before Leake, uh, Blue McClure and Roy Wright and these sort of guys. Um, and I couldn't work out why how he could beat them, send the bounces, but it was the thing that uh, later on, and of course with Polly and Sam, Sam uh, some Madden. Use the angles, forty-five degree angles, and things. This is the thing with uh, you, Donnie McKenzie from Essendon and Crackers Keen, these sort of guys. You'd have a big, long, straight run at the centre bounce, and you, you had no idea really where the ball was going to go, which way. You were locked in. You were jumping so high, you were limited to where you could hit it. You, you couldn't hit it on the side. You couldn't hit it behind you. So when we started doing the angles, you jump off three steps. Um, and as I said, boundary throw-ins and things with Polly. There's been a lot of photos printed over the years, and they, they're not false photos. You can show how high we could jump. Yep. Um, but then in those days, of course, uh, umpires have never understood ruck work. Never have and never will. Now we've got four of them running around that play free kicks in the ruck for shepherding in the ruck centre bounces. Yep. God help me. Yeah, but hang on. They don't pay them. They hold one another. There's no body use at all in ruck work now. And the boundary throw-ins are just a disgrace the way they hold one another. Well, with Sam and, and Simon Madden and Polly, we, we never wrestled. That's we, what I'm saying. We, we, we jumped from our angles. But the umpires used to penalise if you locked arms. But Sam or John, whatever your name is... <laughs> Yeah. What hey, you, you is what, my name. What you, what you, what you, did you lose a kidney in the finals? Yeah. What you, 60? 67. 67, yep. It? I can vividly remember 
the first game of 68. Yep. You played us up at Princess Park. Yep. <coughs> That's after Polly had left. Yes. Yep. And, and it, was, it, was, it was you and me. Yep. But after losing that, I was very nervous about jumping into you at centre bounces because... It was he, mighty neighbourly of you. That was very considerate well, of you, we, seeing as you're building me around. We played it hard, but we were always friends and still are. Yeah. But it was a thing to play someone that's just lost a kidney. Uh, and I remember very vividly early in that game, I'm thinking to myself, now, what do I do with this bloke? And up I go and you whack me across the face and my, my nose is bleeding and I'm thinking, well... That wouldn't was be it, right, Was that an accident John. or not? So yep, five minutes later, you do it again? No. So I thought, right, okay, well, it's about time I gave you one good one back. I gave you one of my best shots, yep, centre bounce. Yep. And do you remember me saying to you, right, what do you want to do? Keep going or I we do. play footy? I absolutely do remember. And we both agreed to play footy. I do remember we were running over to somewhere and you said, um, hey, uh, is there any point going on with this or how about we play football? I actually remember that exactly to the day, uh, John. And um, I don't tell many people that because they think, oh, you're having a lend yourself. But um, I I do remember that absolutely as though it was yesterday. And I remember also uh, in Scotty in, uh, what was that? In 69, we played in the state side at, uh, in Adelaide when the premiership, the, the championship. Yep. And who, who do we play? Polly Farmer's gone back to Perth. And That's right. We strike him again. Yeah, we did, indeed. Now, what about Carl Dittrich? Are you, what, Carl was a, oh, meant Carl to be was, a big, tough, rough and... Uh, Carl was a bit stiff because as a young, blonde-headed kid running around, uh, Melbourne went down to Junction over to St Kilda, his first game. And all the publicity and things, and this young blonde bombshell running around. Well, his second game, it was a bit stiff because he played us up at Carlton. And whilst he could, whilst he was a high jump champion, he's a bit like our young kid at the moment, Tom De Koning, who's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hasn't learnt how to jump continually, perfectly, but he will. So. I just worked out that uh, for me to play against Carl... You'd have to shorten him up a bit. I don't think I hit him, but uh, (laughs) I just jumped at the ball so he couldn't get to it. Mm, That's right. That was what we used to do. You keep our Mm, body in between them. Now, now listen, we go back to the 50s and what fascinated me was that they might carry, say, one Ruck Rover. Now, at Carlton, you had Silvani, but you had other blokes. You mentioned Sankey. You talked about Donaldson. I think there was a bloke a bit later on called Buckley. Did he play in the... Brian Buckley play we, in the we ruck as well? Five, at one stage, we had five ruckmen. Now, how... What did you do? Because we had a ruck rover in our time. We didn't carry, you know, the four. There were two big guys. You'd change... But in those days, he carried four. Were you cutting across, shepherding, so the ruckman would get the, the the other ruckman with you would get the hit out? No, no, never did that. <coughs> That's the South Australian. South so why Australian. did you carry four big ruckmen well, or three big ruckmen? When I started in 957, all, nearly all the sides had four ruckmen. That's right. Right At Carlton, we had Ken Hands and Kevin Clark. And I, was an, I started off as a back pocket ruckman. And we had Gerald Burke in the in, in the forward pocket, four ruckmen. 
and that went on for quite a few years. And I think the one that the one that changed that first was Melbourne with Brassy. Brassy, but then that that sort of developed. Um, but at one stage, the piece at Carlton when I was young, we had five ruckmen on our list. M- me, uh, Graham Donaldson was never a ruckman, but people like Sankey, um, Brian uh, Buckley, Ken Greenwood. Um, Ken Greenwood. Um, yep. we went, to, went to Footscray because he yep. couldn't get a go with us. Lovely bloke, not a bad ruckman, but yeah. So, but uh, it was Sue Brassy, and then it just so happened Sergio Silvani. Uh, but a lot of clubs started doing that. So, so what is so it? But how did you work the four ruckman? How did you have two big guys against? How did that work? Well, nearly all of my career. Sergio Silvani and I were first ruck for, for 13 years in a row. So it never, never happened to me. I didn't have to... Well, I, I could get my own kicks. I didn't rely on another ruckman to help me and, and shepherd and block. That, that's what the Adelaide people used to do. Adelaide ruckman used to do. They, they'd play two on one. But, well, it happened to me odd times. And what I used to think was, well... I knew the one that was going to block me. I knew the other one was going to try and jump over the top, so I'd try and get in the middle of them. And I'd hit one and try and beat the other one. Now, John. Seriously. No, 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 because Farmer used to do it. Farmer, when he was coaching, had sent Newman and Hampshire in, two big ruckmen. Oh, they didn't block each other. They didn't block. Yeah, the centre bounce. Sam's always jumped on his own. He didn't need any help. Now, John, you played in two premierships in uh, 68 and 70, and then your first year as captain coach, you captain and coached Carlton to a premiership in 72. Correct. Uh, that is correct, isn't it? Yes. Um, and that was the first year of the um, McIntyre Final Five system, and you drew with Richmond. Did, yeah, did you not? Yes, out of Waverley. Yes, and then had to replay the game. Yes. Um, was that the famous? Was that that wasn't the infamous Balm incident when he belted uh, Southby, or was that a different year? Oh, look, you could pick ten ten matches where Balmy was mad. I know, and you had some. I could read out what you said about uh, Neil Balm. Do you do you do you get on with Neil Balm? Well, he's another Jekyll and Hyde. Yep, a, a, a magnificent man, Lo- lovely. But he, he had that white line for you. This is what you said about him. I, I didn't respect him as a player because I reckon he was a cheat. He used to dwell on players with the, his big, strong frame. He should have been doing more courageous things. People over the years say Barmy knocked a couple out, but he basically king hit people. <laughs> well, that's that's, no, that's, that's, true. that's true. That's correct. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Right. That's, that's, that's as it was. No, that that's that, that's fine. And and uh, was that the year? Was that so? You came back after the draw in '72, and you won the flag, obviously. Um, was that the year that he did that with Southby or was that the next year? Because the next year was the... He, he, he did it in two years. One we won, 72 we won, 73 we got beaten. He, I think he broke Southby, he, uh, David Mackay, Kevin Orr. He's, he's hit about four <laughs> blokes in two two finals. So seven... But yeah, it was ahead. a dog act, Yep. But clearly. Yep. But the, the fact is, off the field, he's a magnificent man. He is, he is indeed. 
And that, so that, the 73 was the infamous uh, Fowler bump on you in the we've first... Had, we've had that discussion before, but oh, yes. I know we've had the discussion before, uh, but uh, it was uh, one of the all-time incidents in uh, AFL-VFL history was when Fowler in the first three minutes... Uh, yeah, but that was accidental, wasn't well, it? Well, I'm just... No, I wasn't it, saying it wasn't, Don. I'm it, saying... Don, just, I agree, but the thing was about 73... Over the year, we were the best side. But when we, we won the second semi to go straight into the grand final, and in between, after winning the second semi, I lost my two best ball getters, Barry Armstrong with appendicitis and Trevor Keogh with a hamstring. And the hamstring I discovered six weeks later was still a, a problem I took him out to Sports World in Heidelberg and Bill Mitchell. He walked out five minutes later, as good as goal. He had a, he had a side equity of a, a side equity of a place. Missed a grand final. So I go in without Armstrong and Keogh, who were my, my two best Rovers ball getters, Centerman. And we played Vinnie Cotoggio and Brian Walsh, who passed away last week, sadly. So, so Don, you're, you're right. I wasn't saying it was deliberate, uh, Laurie Fowler, but he collected John and he went down in the first three minutes of the game. And uh, Well, I've said for years now, I made him famous. You, you actually did make him famous and you went back and kicked the goal um, from 40 metres out, one of those flat tour punts. Goals, goals, goals were easy to kick, they were then, they should be now, even though yeah, people fun. doing all this kicking around corners and twirling it and not watching and not those concentrating. Fa- famous flat punts you used to kick. You didn't kick the drop punts, did you? I've said for years and years, kicking goals is like great champion golfers. Every shot a champion golfer, before he hits it, he analyses what to do, he visualises it. Kicking goals is the same, you visualise in your mind. You do all the things you were taught, and a lot of blokes nowadays don't concentrate and they spray them. So, so as captain coach, did you not put Peter Jones into the ruck when they thought you should have been in the ruck and you put yourself down a full forward and kicked six goals in the game? Yes, Why, but, what but, was the strategy but about I doing knew that? that? I knew that I was nearly gone as a, as a ruckman. Y- yep. Um, and uh, the, 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 the big spring I had when I was young... You start losing as you get older, and I had very bad ankles like you did. Yep. And for Ruckman having bad ankles, it's no good. Was that as captain coach you did that? Yes. Yeah. So you, 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 your, you didn't let your ego get the best of you. You put Jones into the ruck, you went down and kicked six goals, I think, at, cent- at full forward, and Walls kicked six at centre-half forward. Did he not? Well, t- 28 goals... Five will, That's right. That school will stay forever. Was yep. that when McKellar was in the ruck? Yes, Craig McKellar. Yeah, well, I thought that was a. Mar- I thought Jones did an unbelievable job in that particular. Well, Jonesy final. had been a, a bit of an enigma. He hadn't been playing to his ability, and I, I don't care who it is. When a ruckman is made first ruckman, you improve out of sight. But McKellar, to put it into context, was the dominant ruckman through that year. Well, at. If I had played him five years earlier, I probably could have handled him. But oh, well, I'm not saying you no. No, no, I'm saying, but the reason why, nothing to do with ego, you have to be a realist, and I was a realist in the fact that I would struggle against McKellar at 35 years of age. 
Yeah, but you would have still... Well, what Jones did was just what you did, come in on, on the angles, well, I, which didn't I, allow McKellar to get off the ground. I tried to teach Jones a bit, but he didn't learn very much, but he was good that day. And... He was all right. Don't worry about Jay. He could come in on the angles. He was all right. Now, I just, uh, I just want to ask you about... Um, in 76, three days before the uh, season started, you resigned as the coach, the captain... You resigned as captain coach, did you not? I did. Was no, this the start no, of no, your... No, 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 not as captain and coach, as just coach. Just as coach, yep. Was this the start of your... You had some disagreement with the hierarchy at Carlton over the years. I'll get on to what you said about a couple of people, just because it's well, well George documented. Har- George Harris uh, was a, a pig, bad <laughs> dentist. <laughs> did a good job in a lot of areas as president, but... Uh, <laughs> he, he involved himself in the football side, which he didn't have the ability or the, you know, I mean, things like, apart from the fact that he was, he was I'll come back to when I was told to retire one Thursday night by George Harris, but, uh, you know, he, he recruited people like Billy Barrett, Brass was coached, match committee, Brass and I did everything together. But we were told on a, on a Tuesday night, by George Harris at Match Committee. You've got a new player this week, Billy Barrett. I promised him in the size. We had to play him whether he wanted to or not. That's number one. My last year, captain and coach, he went and, recruit, and recruited Alex Ruskuklik, yep. Fitzroy, to play in the forward pocket where I was playing as captain and coach because he, he felt Ruskuklik was a better player than I was at my stage of life. This is George Harris. Yep. So, so is this the reason why you snatched it at uh, three days before the... Look, not, not altogether. That was a mixture of things, and I was probably having problems. From, I, mean, I, I was worn Motivation. out. I, I, I was having problems in life um, mentally and things, but I was worn out. Yep. You know? Did you play in that first game, or were you coaching Barrett? The first game at Princess Park, because it was against Hawthorne. Were you in that game? When you say Barrett? You're Bill Barrett. I played in every game that Billy Barrett played. Well, I could not believe that first game was against Hawthorne at Princess Park with the balls just about ready to be bounced to start the game and Barrett was off his head. He was screaming. I later found out he was a manic depressant. That could be right, but uh, that's, that's the way he played with Richmond. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and that was the way he played with St Kilda badly. Um, so it, when he was on, he was on, and when he was off, he was off. Well, he's, I think Tommy Hafey got the best out of him when, when he was playing in, a, in Richmond's good sides. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, kick long, kick it to Royce, get out of the way of Royce Hart and let him, you know, let him do the this. So, John, in 2002, the club won its first wooden spoon <laughs> ever, and uh, you said this about the club. And um, I, I'm, I'm probably, you could probably say it about it uh, up until they're playing in the finals this year, but you said the thing that annoys me at the moment about Carlton is the lack of respect generally in the footballing public. I know that without going right through all the 50-odd years. I've seen a lot of good committees come and go. I've seen a lot of good players come and go, but there is a lack of respect to me, and that's the trashing of the Carlton brand. So did that start with... Um, I don't know what you thought of Jod Elliott, or uh, or uh, did you have respect? You didn't have great respect for George Harris. I've got a feeling, and you're a proud Carlton man. And as I say, it's 
not a, it's a coincidence that you're in here because Carlton are playing in the finals tomorrow or the next day, whenever that is, but uh, that's well, not why you're here, but you're a proud Carlton ma- man. Ma- How ma- are they? Many things... You said they're arrogant. Ma- many things, you can look at things, but I was, I was taught to be, you know, win or lose. I was taught to be humble. If you, if you win, don't be arrogant about it. If you lose, shake hands, as we used to in those days, you respect each other. But then George Harris and later on John Elliott, particularly with Collingwood, we, we, we had success in those years and we became so bloody arrogant after winning. Yep. I used to hate that. And, and what, it, what it did was give all the other 11 teams in those days, 11 other sides, a, a challenge to, you know, you to hate Carlton more. When we won, they didn't know how to win properly. I believe the thing is about sport, you've got to know how to win and how to lose and both do it with integrity. Well, what's changed? No, that's what you said. And, uh, well, I stand by that. And you, you think Carlton's reputation suffered uh, for many years over the fact that they had that tag of arrogance on them? Oh, look, they did, but I think going back into... I mean, our trouble started in... Without going, I haven't got enough time to talk about it, but our, our trouble started in 1995 when we won that flag so easily, arrogantly. We knocked off Geelong, who had a poor side in. Carlton had a good side, but we had a good, wealthy side. We spent a fortune to get them all together. To think you got, you know, Kernahans and we recruited the Greg Williams and, you know, Silvani full back and. You know, and Craig Bradley, we had, we had a fantastic side. Uh, and, and nearly all the other clubs had poor years. But since then, I mean, Carlton refused to... I think Parko was coach at the time and he wasn't allowed to um, bring young kids in because they had all the... You know, we had Lance Whitnell, couldn't get a game because he, all the oldies were getting paid big money and were, getting, were being played. So we didn't recruit well. And then when the SHIT word hit the fan when they got caught uh, cheating on... Uh, so it, was, it, was all, it was all to do, really, controlled by John Elliott and Wes Lofts, where they were paying players cash outside of rules and regulations. And without going into all the ways they did it, but they burnt several of our good supporters who they were channeling money through so the players could get paid in cash. So I, I know of, of two, two great Carlton people, great players, friends of mine, that really haven't been back to the club since that 20-odd that years because of what Elliot and Lofts did. And that was the start of getting fined and losing draft picks. Who are those people? Sorry? Who are those people that didn't go back to the club? No, I'm not going to remember. Oh, I see. I wouldn't embarrass them. But oh, no, that's but, all right. It was all to do with the, um, what, what was wrong with Carlton. Yep. And then at, at the stage when, I mean, one of our greatest, the greatest ever players administrators, Ian Collins, was sucked into it to come back as being to be president when the club was on his hands and knees, no, no money, I mean, going back to Scotty, back from the time when Carlton built Hawthorne Stand, gigantic money owed, Hawthorne were enticed to go out and play at Waverley, 
Coles still had to pay for the pay for the stand. So the, the money they owed, they built the Legend Stand, which was not a white elephant. They owed so much money, and then that was the slide where they started going down. And it wasn't really until going back uh, a, a few years ago now. In the last ten years, we've been recruiting well. Uh, haven't had much luck in getting everything to come together at the one time. But um, the, the the board we've got is good. Um, the overall setup is good. Voss is good. Brian Cook's good. Ah, uh, so I'm just going to ask and, you. And it's um, the, the, the everything is there really to build the next four or five years. So, you know, so this um, this salary cap when the Essendon roared of the salary cap, so did uh, Carlton. It's a harsh penalty, isn't it? Because Essendon really haven't recovered, and Carlton really haven't recovered from that uh, handing down or penalty handed down by the AFL. It it really does stifle teams, doesn't it? It, it does. But Essendon is such a strong club. I mean, uh, uh, apart from Collingwood, Essendon's probably the most wealthiest club in in, in Victoria. They always have been. Mm. I mean, they've got such great uh, membership, and they've gone out there and spent basically a fortune on their own, their own ground and environment. And the lack of success, yes, but within a year or two, Essendon will bounce back. You can you can rely on them. So, so John, in in, in recent times, uh, there's been uh, the coaches of the club have been Britton, Pagan, Ratton, Bolton, Teague, Voss, Malthouse. Have any of those people sought out the great John Nichols for advice, or do you uh, are you is your uh, counsel sought after by uh, people still at the club, or are you? I know you're very involved in it, and you're very involved with the past players and that. Do they still ask you for your advice about things down there? Do they to respect you? To be you? honest with you, they don't ask me for advice. I probably give it. You give it, yeah, and that's they don't, don't always listen. But uh, of, of of those people I mentioned, then those coaches, uh, did did any stand out to you, or did you think they made some pretty poor choices oh, look, the over club, the journey? The, the club the club made one, a couple of bad decisions. The worst decision was getting Malthouse to come. He never gelled in. Yep. With supporters or players. Why um, do you think? Pardon? Why do you think? Just wasn't. Don't know. Uh, it wasn't because he was Collingwood, but he wasn't, pro- just wasn't in the culture of the club. Well, the club, the club probably wasn't a, a good running club at the time, and it was a wrong time for him. But I mean, the time we sacked Brett Ratton, I was very disappointed because we got the, made the finals that year. Um, we, we had the basis of a good side there, but uh, now look, uh, clubs. It doesn't matter how, how you go back to. Before my time, but the great South Melbourne in the old days, a great club. At one stage, the piece in 15 years, they had 12 coaches, 12 administrators, had great players. There's no club in football that's going to be successful unless you've got a proper board and a proper, proper man at the top. The board, the recruiting, the CEO, there's no club can win without them. Now we've got them. And I think during that period, we had disruptions on in administration <coughs> recruiting. You might not want to um, comment on this. Did you think the AFL made the right decision to um, remove Barry Cable from being an legend of the AFL? 
because it's a pretty big honour to be a legend. It's a big honour to be a Hall of Famer, but uh, to be one of the legends of our great game is a uh, pretty high esteem. Uh, it's an es- it's a, it's look, high esteem award. Sam, I know Barry Cable very, very well, but and, and look, I don't know exactly what's happened or what he's supposed to have done, but it is a big decision, and I'm sad for him because did, he was. Did you agree with the decision? Well, you're either a good footballer or you're not, despite what in, 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 you might have. In today's lifestyle, Sam, it was probably the only decision they can make. You go back 20 years, 30 years ago, it mightn't have been made then, but the way life is now and the way... Yeah. I don't know how you, how do you say all the, all the do-gooders. Yeah. The way life is generally, yep. it was the only decision to make. Yep. Um, I mean, you can say now, I've heard in the last couple of days, criticism of Bummer Thompson presenting a medal at grand final day. Yep. Once again, I... I... People say he doesn't deserve it, but he does. He played in premierships, yep. coached Geelong to premierships, which is the rule to be asked. When they bring in, in other personal things, well, I, I don't know and I don't want to comment on it. And by the same, it's just, I mean, you've had controversy in your life, as yes. Don and I have, and uh, you've overcome that. Uh, it's uh, things you've transgressed, like we all have, but. Uh, to your great credit, you've um, you've remained on top, and you've remained absolutely respected in this great game of ours, Don. And you would you would. Uh, why haven't you, John? Just going on. Why haven't you given more interviews? Press. You're a bit of an enigma. You've come along here and talking. It's great listening to. Fantastic. Um, why no, haven't no, you no, given? No, no disrespects to you. I wouldn't come for you <coughs> alone. It was for Sam. Yeah. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah, I'm not, I understand all that. <laughs> but why haven't you been more accessible? Have Is it been a conscious effort of you to keep a lower profile or what, why? I'm, you are what you are. Sam is what he is. I'm what I am. And I'm not one to do interviews because I've, I've got my own life. I've, I've, never, I've never seeked... Publicity. I never. I think the only interview I did was probably with a journalist last year in the in the Herald Sun because of something that was going on with Carlton. So I decided I'd do an interview with them to get a point over for Carlton. It wasn't for me. I don't need publicity. So will you go along to the final this week? I'm very yes. yes You've been I'll asked be, to I'll go, be Carlton. I'm, yep. I'm blessed uh, as a legend. I get invited to. Everything, all rightly all, everything so. Everything the AFL, which is hang on. Says, do you go to the main function? I do. Yes. Now you're on the uh, life members board. You and Collins and Dead starting to make up the executive. Yes. Do you think the AFL pays enough respect to the past? Because I've got a theory that you've got to understand the past to go forward. And I could see this life members thing over the years just slowly being watered away till it's just about nothing. We briefly, briefly talked about that before, Scotty, but let me say this. I've been... I think I'm the, I think I'm the oldest, longest-serving life member. I think I started in 1973. I've been in contributing to the 
committee for the last 40 years. We are constantly fighting to keep our rights or entitlements, whatever the right word is. But uh, as a basic rule, Scotty, we've, we've had goal passes or goal entrees to two tickets every game throughout every year, two tickets to the final, including grand finals. Now, grand final has become so hard to manage because of numbers. You know, going back 15 years ago, we'd have a room on our own grand final day, sit-down room, um, might be 100 people, 120 people there. Um, now we've got currently got 260-odd members nationally. If, they, if they're all get invited to come to grand final with partners, there's 500, it's impossible. So is the uh, life? It was a. It was a. It's an honour. It was an honour. Do you think they're handing out too many life memberships, discretionary life memberships? Well, that's that's a bit. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a. It's a good question, which I don't want to get involved in. But I mean, we had, we we play had to play three hundred games in those days. We've we've now got something like uh, twelve or fifteen umpires that have played. Umpired 400 games, one's going to do 500. So we've got 15 umpires, but going back 20 years ago, we had probably one, Jack Irving. Jack McMurray had died, but we had, so, so that's one changing times. The other changing thing is, for better or worse, the, the women's competition and the women's rights, we've now got two or three life members who are ladies that have earned their position in various areas. Don't look at me like this, Scotty. <laughs> so I don't know the answer. Yeah. But it, it's a exp- changing life. And the uh, a, how do you say it? AFW? Yeah, AFLW. That's going to get bigger and bigger. I'm not going to say it's going to get better, but it's going to get... All the clubs are into it in a big way. Nationally, advertising-wise, membership-wise, and then we start we'll start getting we'll start getting life members from them. Now, now this is Ivan, who's sat here for <laughs> fifty-three he minutes. Doesn't know me as Ivan. No, no, no his Paul. name's Paul. But I so call him I have Ivan. a question. Um, in the the present game, all the theatrics and the players running on. Uh, what do you make of that? Because in your day, they would just come on. Start the game. It's a very good question, so Ivan. What you you may not not run out through the streamers yeah. and get on with it. Now they well, warm well, up. Yeah, they the kick ground. up, kick well, the footy it, around. And when I started, nineteenth and twentieth weren't interchangeable. When you're off, you're off. Yep. Yeah, right? that's it. So do you think the integrity of the game is what it, it, it has been eroded? Well, I, I tend not to judge that much in as. Everything in life has changed. Everything. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, you know, when when we started, um, well, when I started, when I was captain and coach of winning a, 72, winning a flag, I had an assistant coach, Keith McKenzie. I had a runner, George Frigo, who did all our fitness work for us. And that was it. I well, did a lot. Now well, they've got... 
15 of them. Now, Don, everything has changed. We spoke about free bleeding at the start of this thing. Uh, So if you don't think life has changed, uh, John won't know what we're talking about and rightly and and luckily for that. So could we say this, Don? John Robert Nichols. uh, It has been a privilege to have him in here. We've uh, we've found great honour to have played against him. He is an inaugural member of the uh, AFL Legends and uh, we really appreciate you coming in, John Robert Nichols. I haven't finished yet. I've got, I've got to talk to Scotty about a couple of things. Scotty, I've done some research on you in the last few days too. Someone tells me two things at Hawthorne that stood out. You went one whole year and didn't talk to one player. One whole year. No, no, that's wrong. No, was that, you, you, you I spoke that? to two. Spoke to two of them. Okay. And the other thing was, my great mate, we lost him, God bless him, John Kennedy, said one of the mistakes he made one year, <laughs> he played a good game in the finals and he rang you up and congratulated on what, on what a great game it was. 40 years later. Yes, but all the players that played better than you, he didn't ring them, he sucked up to you and, and all, you, the, the, they were crook on you because you got a phone call they didn't. Is that that's, true? That's exactly. So I had five conversations. So is that yes to both those things? Yeah, okay. yes to both. That, that's all. I'm finished now. <laughs> uh, John, uh, Don and Ivan, it's been fantastic and we really thank you for coming in to uh, You Cannot Be Serious, the great John Nichols. That's it.